0: So what exactly is going on with the San Diego Gulls right now? They're off to a hot start, and all of a sudden, they're not winning anymore. We'll talk about that on this edition of Locked On Gulls. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering minor league hockey for well over a decade. Currently the PA voice for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit Fanduel.com slash LockedOn to get started. We've got a bit to get through as far as the goals are concerned. And I mentioned this last time. Apologies if there's background noise right now. I'm actually looking to my right and they're actually changing over the arena right now because there's a concert in less than 24 hours so kind of got to get through this quickly but also they're changing the arena over and looks pretty cool but we got to talk about the goals last couple of games really the last few games and there's been an overarching theme for the goals over the past few days and this is kind of the same thing that's been happening with the ducks and that theme is you ready for this again Lack of defense. More so a lack of high danger defense. Um, can, can I entertain you with this? The Henderson game the other night was an exercise in how not to win a game. The San Diego goals allowed a plethora of shots in the home run area. They also had a plethora of high danger chances allowed against the Henderson Silver Knights. Watching that game, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, folks. It was a little painful watching that game in on replay. It was especially painful because I could see that San Diego's defense was just doing everything in their power to somehow allow too many shots. Tyson Hines had some pretty poor defensive lapses. And this is what I'm going to call it like it is. Tyson Hines had some bad defensive lapses. Uh, Profaka has not looked good the past couple weeks. And I hate to say this, but Olin Zellweger, he's even had a couple of really poor games. And that should be of concern because I really like Olin Zellweger a lot. I love his skating ability. I love when the puck is on his stick how he's able to generate offense but recently that just has not been the case and unfortunately the goals have gone to a defensive shift where in the early part of the season they had a younger guy with an older guy as far as defensive pairings that has shifted a little bit and maybe that's not the way to go because Zellweger's defense has struggled at times recently. Tyson Hines has struggled recently. Uh, Drew Hellison, when he's been in the game, he's looked okay. But Colton White, he's also had a couple of very poor games recently, and this is this is concerning. This is concerning if you're a goals fan, because especially the Henderson game, they just allowed the Silver Knights to kind of have their way on the ice. I'm honestly surprised. That it wasn't more than a 4 2 victory for Henderson. I'm shocked that the goals only allowed four goals. And this is where I have to give some credit to Callie Klang. Callie Klang has already had to put up with a lot with the San Diego goals. Look, he's trying his best. Callie Klang only gave up three goals in that game, the other one was an empty netter. I'm shocked it was that close going to the end of the game. This season so far, He's got a 920. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh here, but it is kind of ridiculous. He's got a 920 save percentage and a goals against of about three. There's so many shots allowed against Cali Klang, the poor kid. In only three games, he's put up with 112 shots on goal. That's an average, un average of 37 shots allowed per game this is reminiscent of anaheim duck stats from last season when you had anaheim average about 38 shots against last season and the goals i mean they allow something like 33 34 shots against last season this is not good this is bad you shouldn't have who might end up being your your top goalie just taking that many shots per game poor cowley clang i i just feel bad for him and i know it's a small sample size but that's not a good sample size when your defense allows that many shots and the high danger chances are even worse because i could count in five hands not really but i could count in at least more than three hands The amount of high danger chances that were allowed in that game against Henderson. And even the game that they lost against Abbotsford, they allowed double-digit high danger chances there as well. And that's not going to do it. Especially when you yourself are maybe getting 8, 9, 10 high danger. Oh, that's not going to do it, folks. This is unfortunately becoming a theme with the goals. Season by season. The defense lacking. The special teams... Okay, special teams has at least been... At least had been somewhat decent. Up until the last couple of games. And it's just completely fallen apart. It has. They've allowed too many power play goals. They allowed one against Henderson. One for five. And two against Abbotsford. Two for six. So in those two games... 3-4-11, 3-4-11, that's a success rate of, you know, 20-something percent. That's not going to do it. Penalty killing, about 70-something percent. that That's concerning, folks. That's got to be really concerning if you're a goals fan as well. The defense is bad. The penalty killing just as bad. When the penalty killing is below 80 percent, below league average, you know something is wrong there. Something's very wrong there. So that's just one of those things that they need to improve more than a little bit. And I think the goals might have to go back to the drawing boards a little bit. And this is something that I believe the coaching staff can do. Matt McElvain has a lot on his shoulders right now, but so does his staff. Jason Clark, Chris Sparr, they've got some work to do on defense and penalty killing right now if they're going to be successful this season. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. I'll talk more in-depth about the last two games that the goals played and what's coming up and some other stuff. Stay locked in. Now, a word from Sleeper. Now, let's say that you're going to play a daily fantasy hockey game. And maybe this new NHL team could give you so many opportunities. Maybe not for the goals, but maybe someone like Frank Vitrano could score 50 goals for the Anaheim Ducks. He's on pace for that, by the way. He's on pace for more than that. Well, you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Because the player you could take to win 100 times money might be Frank Vitrano, It might be Mason McTavish. It might be Ryan Strom. Just pick studs like those three guys and whether they'll record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So to win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Ducks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. Just use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. It is so loud down there. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and under the umbrella of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is episode number 776. Can you believe that? I can't. (laughs) Once again, Locked On with Jason J.D. Hernandez, live at AccraSure Arena. Yeah, I, I love this setup. And I'll talk more about just the last couple of games Later on this podcast, but let's talk about the last couple of goals games, which did not go swimmingly. I'm going to start with the game against the Abbotsford Canucks that took place just a few days ago, because this was, this seems like a winnable game at home. This seemed like a game where maybe the goals could turn things around, and that just didn't happen. I mean, I'm sorry, but the goals had a 2 1 lead. And just completely evaporated on defense. Now, Wolanin did score a power play goal for the Canucks. And then Glenn Godden and Pavel Regenda. Regenda again. His fifth goal of the season. By the way, that's five goals in five games for Pavel Regenda. Um, you think he belongs on the Ducks? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he does. I mean, that'd be bad for the goals, but, you know, good for the Ducks because... Maybe they don't need Regenda because the Ducks are streaking right now, but Regenda's doing his thing with the goals. And then everything fell apart. Cole Ward power play goal. Archie Baines, Quinch, Quinch Miman, and then Atu Rati scored the empty netter. Ugh. But watching just the last couple periods of that game, the goals allowed too many power play chances. They spent almost half the period on the penalty kill. This is something else that has been plaguing the goals this season. Lack of discipline. And it was especially true in this game, especially in that second and that third period. Between those two periods, they allowed five power play chances to the Abbotsford Canucks. Five of them. Why? Why Why take those penalties? Why? You know what's going to happen when you take all those penalties. Eventually, the other team's going to score. I mean, Cole McWard, he scored 14 seconds into that Trevor Carrick call. And the Canucks almost scored another one on, I think it was the Regenda interference call, where it looked like the Canucks were going to score again. A little bit lucky there. The goals were lucky it wasn't 6-2 on this game, but it wound up being 5-2 in favor of the Canucks. This was also a game where Alex Stalock maybe could have done a little better. There was a goal where he just kind of let slip through where I said to myself, yeah, maybe he wants that one back a little bit. Yeah, I I thought that. Oh, well. Then the game against the Henderson Silver Knights. (sighs) I'm going to try to remain calm for this one. But the goal's defense was so bad on this game that it just kind of made me scream a little bit. And the discipline was lacking so much during this game. The goals only got two power play chances. The Silver Knights got five. Henderson got five power play chances on this game. Lack of discipline, again, rears its ugly head. And bad defense reared its ugly head again. The last two periods... The goals were outshot 29 to 17. (laughs) Oh, 29 to 17. What the heck? Why? Why? And I will harken back to the third period on this one because it was tied going into the third. The goals actually started off the first minute skating faster than Henderson. For at least a minute, it looked like they were going to get the go-ahead goal. I thought they would score right away. And then Regenda got nailed for high sticking. But once they got through that penalty, the goals gained at least a little bit of momentum. They had their chances in that third period. And they kind of blew it. That's what I think was the most frustrating about that game. Even though the goals' defense was poor... They were still in it. The offense did him no favors there. I mean, Pavel Regenda tried his darndest to try to put the goals ahead three to two. He really tried and just couldn't get it behind the net. This isn't a one man team. Pavel Regenda cannot do everything, but at least he tried. And then once Drew Hellison got nailed for holding, I kinda had a feeling. That was gonna be it, and sure enough, Brendan Brisson scored in the power play. Empty netter really late in the game. That's what was the most frustrating thing about that game was the goals had a chance. They did. They could have come away with a very unlikely but team-building victory, and just could not take advantage. They for some reason could not solve Jesper Vikman late in the game, and that's that's a shame. That's what got to me the most about that Henderson game. Chances that they missed out on. Not taking every high-quality shot that they could. There were times where they were overpassing in that third period. Why take the extra pass? Why take the unneeded extra pass? That That's frustrating. That's frustrating. Hopefully it doesn't translate further on in the season, but... Those are other little areas that the goals need to work on. So, final score on that one 4 to 2. Over their last four losses, they have unfortunately been outscored 14 to 7. Losses to Ontario, Tucson, Abbotsford, Henderson, 14 to 7 in favor of the opposing team. And all of a sudden, the goals find themselves 2 and 4 And towards the bottom of the standings in the American Hockey League. As of this recording, and I'm recording this just after the Firebirds had beaten the Canucks. Goals are in the bottom. They're in the bottom of the standings again. Just like last season. Barracuda right there in the bottom. Colorado right there in the bottom. Thank you Greg Cronin for leaving Colorado. The Pacific Division is so tight because you have... A plethora of teams that are above 667 in points percentage. Henderson, Calgary, Ontario, Bakersfield, Coachella Valley. They all have excellent records. That Pacific is going to be tough. They might wind up using the goals as their doormat all season long. And unless they can fix their defense, we're in for another long season, folks. Trust me on that. All right. Second intermission time. I'll talk about what's coming up for the goals and some other odds and ends in the American Hockey League. Stay locked in. Now, a word from Indeed. And Indeed, you do. Because with Indeed, you can find the best matches for your work. Because Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You hate waiting Well, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description. I've used Indeed in the past, was able to get a job right away, was able to get my credentials and my resume up. It's just that easy. And for employers that have used Indeed, they're able to find those perfect instant matches just like that. And even with those sponsored posts, they can get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes match the job description indeed knows when you're growing your own business make every dollar count because with indeed you only pay for quality applications that match your must have job requirements just visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now once again just go to indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply cost per application pricing not available for everyone need to hire you need indeed Okay, I just looked back quickly because they're very quickly getting the glass down. So, got to vamoose rather quickly. So, let's talk about what's ahead for the San Diego Goals. Three games coming up this week. First, the Goals are on the road all the way in Charlotte, North Carolina to face the Charlotte Checkers. Those games are on Friday and Saturday. Friday's game is a 4 o'clock Pacific start. Saturday's game is a 3 o'clock Pacific start. So if you want some afternoon hockey, goals at Charlotte. And as I look back, next Wednesday, the San Diego goals take on the Coachella Valley Firebirds here at Akershire Arena. That game is a 7 o'clock start. So if you're coming out to that game here, at AccraSure Arena. There it is. If you're coming here to AccraSure Arena, you know, come visit. Come say hi. I'll be doing the public address for that game, and we'll have a good time of it. So those are the games coming up. Two at Charlotte, one here at AccraSure Arena next Wednesday, and, you know, get your tickets for the game at Coachella Valley. I hope to see a lot of the goals fans come out to that game. At least Jeff Bush. Jeff, come out to that game. It'll be good to say hi to you again speaking of the firebirds i do want to get a little bit personal here because i just finished doing the game on halloween night for dia de los muertos and by the way happy dia de los muertos to all of you watching out there it is officially november 2nd and it is dia de los muertos and it is a holiday that means a lot to me um and to get personal here i've lost a couple of relatives over the past year Uh, my grandma actually passed away over the past year and my aunt laura she passed away just recently just a couple months ago so to be able to do the game for dia de los muertos it's just an honor to do that you know i got you know i got this here i've got my marigolds right here as you can see i got i got my marigold and it's just a holiday that has so much meaning to me and to all all the latinos out there all the Mex- mexicanos out there That are celebrating. I hope you celebrate responsibly, and I hope you're able to just find the peace on on this Dia de los Muertos. For those of you that may have lost a family member recently, you know, I send nothing but well wishes your way, and hope that you and your family can get through what may have been a difficult year. And that's really what Dia de los Muertos means to me. And to get more personal, hockey-related. I'm, I'm now becoming more aware that I'm really like the only Latino announcer in hockey. I mean, there's not many Latino announcers in hockey in general. And especially public address announcers. I think there's only two Latino PA announcers in the AHL. One in Tucson. Uh, she's great. And then myself here at Coachella Valley. And that's it. That's the list. And I sincerely appreciate that the team allowed me to do the goal calls, the penalties and a lot of the game bilingually. They let me do it in English and español. I I never in my wildest dreams thought that that was possible. So, just got to give huge props to the Firebirds for letting me do that. And if you happen to watch on HLTV if you go back and watch it, you know, let me know like did you guys enjoy the bilingual goal calls, the bilingual penalties? Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And just to do that, you know, it it means so, so much to me. So for those of you that listened in and, you know, had some good words on that, muchas gracias. You know, thank you all so much. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. At free on Amazon. Also, you can find Locked On Anaheim Ducks on SiriusXM Radio. And don't forget to check out the Anaheim Ducks games on SiriusXM. And you could find Locked On Anaheim Ducks on SiriusXM as well. Check local listings. Twitter, or X as it's now known, my personal Twitter or X account is at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could drop me a line, email me at Ducks at gmail.com and once again just thank you all so much for your continued support it is so appreciated and hopefully by this time next week i'll have a new setup um, i should be moved into my new spot at some point next week and that'll be really fun to do some shows from a new spot so i just cannot wait this will be the last show of the week so once again thank you all so much and you know have a good weekend everyone for Locked On Goals. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, everyone. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and goals fly together. One personal kiss.